0: Welcome to KCR Features, where you can hear what the locals are up to. And the time is 8.08, and uh, the temperature, it's very warm today. We've got 15 at the moment, really warm coming in this morning. It's going up to 21, so a glorious day, and I'd like to welcome Neil Riley.
1: Hi the there, show. how are you, Bernie? Great, great, and how are you? How are Look, you this morning? I'm, I'm great. This is probably the best I've been uh, the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, last week wasn't too flash, but, um, you know, I'm, I think I'm over the hump. So, I hope so. Yeah.
0: It was a rough week last week for you because I know uh, we invited you to our party. Yes. But you got invited somewhere else at the same night and we're very pleased that you didn't actually go anywhere.
1: Well, I couldn't and uh, it was just one of those things, I mean, you know, I'm probably beyond being a bit of a party animal but i don't like to miss out on anything <laughs> but uh, as it uh, as it was uh, it 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 wouldn't have been uh, no, appropriate it was no, uh, uh, a bridge too far
0: we appreciate that we appreciate that and um, so what have you been up to so far this week
1: well this week oh gosh we're up to tuesday
0: we're up to tuesday but uh, you were busy yesterday i know uh,
1: yeah but it was uh, it was uh, it was very good um, i had uh, first of all the uh, ceo is uh, back from uh, holidays and uh, you know when other people have holidays they go to the beach and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. well she, she Jane Stroud uh, is uh, you know just just uh, uh, she calls herself and I think this is pretty right the Lisa Simpson of council <laughs> She's a, she's a bit of a nerd and she went to Vancouver and she sent me on the first day a photograph of a lamppost <laughs> And said, "Aren't their lampposts great? Could we do something like this?" <laughs> uh, and she uh, finished up having a uh, a meal with the uh, general manager of Vancouver City, which was uh, which was good. Wow. She looked him up on LinkedIn and oh. all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, she's had a, a break, uh, and I think it's 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 really really well earned. And I saw her yesterday, and she's mm. uh, in in an absolute fabulous mood. She looks great too.
0: Fantastic. And I did speak to her assistant, and she said that she'd passed on my invite to come in and chat on KCR oh, about she'd love her,
1: that.
0: her taste in music. So Look,
1: she's quite um, quite uh, uh, the musical uh, type. She can sing, uh, so she says. Uh, <laughs> I can sing too, but, you know, <laughs> there are definitions. Well, you can rap. Well, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm the mayor of Kayama. I got a gavel, call it my hammer. You yell at me, I put you in a slammer. Well, you heard it here first. Yes, but uh, that, was, that was good to have, uh, have Jane back. And uh, a few other administrative things, but one of the most pleasurable things was going to the, uh, uh, the regional volunteer awards uh, in at Wollongong. Um, mm. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I think over 100 people from Kiama were nominated for awards and that's stunning, given our size.
0: That is. And I think that was one of the criteria for us to have the vote as the first town in Australia. Was that right? That was part of the criteria. Well, look, was part of the criteria we've got?
1: To, to be the, the best town mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Is, is to have Bernie on the radio. Tick. Yes, <laughs> done that. Uh, the other thing that uh, uh, is, is important is that uh, a high level of volunteering... And we have an inordinate amount of uh, volunteers. And it's good because we've got people here uh, who have skills that they've, they've either had and used in their, in their life
0: mm. or
1: have wanted to use and haven't had the opportunity. Look, there are people who uh, were volunteering for um, the Country Women's Association. I love them. Yeah. CWA, mm. Chicks with Attitude i just love it they they handed out some um leaflets and their their leaflets are you know you what would you expect country women's they'd be about sewing and scones and stuff no their leaflet is about neurodiversity Mm. uh it describes people's unique ways of how their their brain works and for some people it's 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 a difficult trial and and not everybody understands it so There's the Country Women's Association handing out these leaflets explaining the vast spectrum of people and the way that their brains work. And uh, they they talk about ADHD and um, all sorts of other other kind of dyslexia, uh, Tourette's syndrome, and people Mm. live with these things daily. The Country Women's Association are out there doing things normalising a diversity. And what kills me, and I love it, is on the reverse side is a recipe for sliced apple slice spliced apple slice what is it <laughs> spiced apple slice uh, so they, they don't move too far from their roots they've got it all they certainly do mm. but there are people who train guide dogs there is certainly the uh, the ses and the um the rural fire service uh, mm. well represented uh there are people who just visit people in hospital Just to say, g'day, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, imagine you're in hospital and people are coming to take your blood and push this in you and take that out of you and measure this. They come in without any medical tools or tests or anything and they just say, how are you going? Can I help Mm. you? Do you want something to read? Fantastic. Volunteers are so crucial, aren't they?
0: (laughs) I think this radio station started because volunteers, I think it was with one of the, the precincts, volunteers wanted... To connect with each other in in at kind of a time when people were feeling very lonely, and I have to say, you know, people like Madeline and Gabby have worked tirelessly uh, throughout the last three years to to build it up to to what we have today. So Look, it's
1: uh, it, it it did come out of diversity, mm. and so many of these things do. Mm. Um, it was uh, a, a shock for people, particularly in a in a community like ours that's relatively small, yeah, but became very, very small for some people. They mm. couldn't get out and it became, you mm. know, the four walls. Mm. And there was an opportunity for people not only to listen... But to express themselves creatively, yeah. Uh, and uh, those those people who started it—it it was the central precinct. And I have to give a shout out to uh, uh, Councillor Karen Kemelang who was uh, the first uh, president. Yeah, and, and she's uh, been
0: a constant, uh, a constant supporter. Fabulous. Say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely fabulous. So, uh, and 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 here it is today, uh, still uh, still going strong and getting stronger and stronger every time mm. I come here. The, the, <laughs> the technology is great. The level. of of, I mean, look, it's an amateur volunteer thing, but the level of professionalism would uh, put a few uh, ordinary <laughs> radio stations to shame. I think it's great. So yeah, that was a, that was a fabulous thing. I was there with uh, with Gordon Bradbury and uh, Chris Homer and uh, Gareth Ward. Uh, we all uh, all gave out uh, these awards. There was uh, uh, all kinds of. Uh, awards for um, young volunteer of the year adult volunteer senior volunteer volunteer team of the year it was just a a fabulous thing and these guys this they come up to get their awards and they're people who save people from fires people who 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 do extraordinary things Mm. you give them an award and all they want they don't want their photo taken i want to get off this stage quickly let me out of here (laughs) It was just beautiful. And thanks to
0: to everyone who, who volunteers in whatever area. Uh, it's just amazing. Let's have some music. KCR.org.au Local radio, local people. It's eight nineteen. I'm Bernie Hems. We're going to be with you until nine o'clock, and I've got Neil Riley, our mayor, with us right now. And I have got some questions for you, Neil. Sure. Um, the community strategic plan, or what came out of the community request for what was important to the community, was about preserving the environment, the, the nature, the, the beauty of what surrounds us, and yes. that's so special to every one of us that lives here. Um, I've got a couple of questions that come that s- relate specifically to the hospital and somebody posed this last week as well, but the, the Minamara River in in particular. So the proposed hospital, the new hospital, this isn't a, you know, a, a furthering of the original hospital. This is a completely new build. And it will be built a very short distance from the coastal wetlands and the Minamara River. So clearly there are people who are very concerned about this. And the question is, why has no environmental impact statement or climate resistance report been conducted in such an environmentally sensitive area. Boral has had to run numerous reports. Uh, Why not the New South Wales government? It seems very strange, given the pressures the river is under. Um, What's happening with it and what can we do?
1: Look, it uh, does require an environmental impact statement. It is a state-significant project uh, which uh, which, uh, arbitrates that it must have. environmental impact statement Mm. the uh, environmental impact statement is a a far-reaching and a very important document Uh, it has a number of powers and one of the powers that people may not know is that once it is developed it allows third-party people who aren't involved that is to say uh, those not involved with the hospital or not involved with the planning approval process to have a say oh
0: right yes
1: uh, good it is good it is good and with you with a piece of infrastructure like this you need people to have a say and to not only have a say but to be heard Uh, and that uh, that say can be achieved legally through the good offices of the environmental impact statement and uh, it must be done and i'm I'm absolutely sure that it will be because it is a state significant project Uh, at what point will it happen Um, because the building is is underway now is it look i think that they're clearing the site but i don't know if that really means uh, too much in terms of the uh, of it uh, having started Mm. the uh, the project still needs a lot of community consultation that has not happened uh, to date uh, to my knowledge and i can say to my knowledge because we talk in our community uh, strategic plan about the environment and the environment doesn 't sort of draw a curtain around itself that 's shaped like our le uh, no. our, our local government area no. it, it, it it extends beyond, mm. and this river half of that river is in our area mm. now you know the the effects of what you do upstream happen downstream yeah. and so on so I, I'm uh, asking our planning people uh, to make sure that we are involved in uh, in the assessment. Uh, to some extent, of that environmental impact statement, I haven't heard a thing, have not heard a thing. No one has sent me an email saying, Dear Mayor Riley, we're going to be building a massive $700 million hospital mm. on your doorstep. Uh, any thoughts? I, I, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't hurt.
0: It's almost like we've got to reach out to them. And, well, and look, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And demand answers, because as you said, half of that river is through our through our area and um, somebody was saying <clears throat> what will happen to the sewage discharge from the hospital will it be a gravity fed system pumping toward the river and um, you know that sounds incredibly risky um, and they're saying well we've already got the problems at Bombo and we've already got the problem with the fact that our protest was not heard for the building of the four to six hundred houses in South Kiama and that's another issue. Yeah, so look, uh, it all comes under the same umbrella of how are we going to preserve this this environment and what's, the infra- what's going to happen to the infrastructure to make sure that whatever is going on doesn't impact in the way that we think it could.
1: We have um a lot of issues, and, and those issues deal with the way that um, a society deals with human beings. Mm. And human beings here in the 21st century in a first world country should have proper sewage system.
0: Mm.
1: Not only a proper sewerage system, but all the infrastructure that goes with it. For it to expand as time goes on, And uh, interestingly, uh, uh, the Honourable Rose Jackson uh, is uh, uh, meeting with me today via Teams uh, electronically. Uh, Rose uh, Jackson is the Minister for Housing, Water, Sewerage and uh, those sorts of things. (laughs) I have found that all those things that you mentioned and more there are people at Jamboree who do not have proper sewerage connections to the point where that town is being strangled. This, uh, you know, Rose Jackson is the Minister for Housing. They want more houses, but they've stopped the growth of Jamboree because they do not have the sewerage connections and the water connections that they require mm. for growth. Mm. Now, once upon a time, when I first came to Kayama uh, there was a garage at Jamboree. There was a chemist shop. There was a doctor's. Mm. Uh, there were uh, architects uh, in the area. They're all gone. And there is just no opportunity for, for, for well-planned and proper growth in that area. So I want to make sure that those sewerage connections happen at Jamboree. I want to make sure that up on Bombo, I, I, I saw Julia Zemiro's show on um, uh, last week yeah, and it was Incredible. fabulous. Incredible. Yeah. But you know what she mentioned as she walked along Bombo Headland she said oh imagine here you are in historical Kiama and the, uh, and the wind is blowing a certain direction there must be a sewerage plant somewhere around yes. here. Yes. I mean for, it, yes. for all the beauty mm-hmm. and all the drama of that beauty for someone who really you know they, they don't have any axe to grind no. they can smell the sewage out there so something's wrong. And
0: those houses have been complaining about that for a while.
1: Oh, look, a long while. And and it's not just...
0: And it has got progressively worse.
1: Well, the smell's there for a reason. Mm. We shouldn't have any smell. I mean, as I said, we're here in the 21st century. These plants Mm. uh, need to follow the the technology that is around today. Uh, I've noticed that... uh, uh, you, you have big rains and we have had in the last couple of years big rains uh yeah. you see toilet paper floating up in you the do. middle of uh, uh shoalhaven street yeah uh, just just over there uh if you, you you can smell the stuff I, I i think that this needs to be fixed and uh, i think that now that we've got uh, we've got a new government uh i don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but they're talking they're talking to me and I, I, I want to be able to express uh, to the Honourable Rose Jackson that we are under stress for lack of proper infrastructure.
0: Mm. Weren't we promised that Sydney Water would do something about... She the is the Minister
1: for Sydney Water.
0: She is the Minister, OK. So she's That's the right.
1: Minister for Housing. She's also the Minister for, uh, for, for, for Water. OK. So we're, we're, we're both of those things are aligned. And well, they
0: offered a three-year plan. Didn't they to cover over the the waterhole, the sewage holes that mean uh, that
1: we're... S- have you seen the plan? No, no, neither have I. Oh, okay. So I, I'd like ask to ask her. I, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, and look, it's uh, it's it's a good thing, mm. and, and and I must say that uh, uh, recently I've had excellent access to uh, to the ministers. Uh, uh, Ron Honing is the minister for local government. He gave. Uh, a lot of councils a bit of a spray including ours the day after he did that question time i had a meeting with him and in in the case of kayama he was quite right and i told him so uh he said that uh, you know we'd uh, we'd spend a lot of money on something that couldn't be supported and you know guess what he was he was right mm. but he listened um he was very wary. He thought that, you know, this was going to be an attack, but it wasn't. And what we're doing is we want to work with the government to make things better here. It involves an understanding of our place, an understanding of the infrastructure needs that are going to uh, to happen here. It also, it, it requires an understanding that we're a town that during winter we have 26,000 people here. During summer, it's a different story. You mm. can double that. mm so we need the infrastructure to cope with that because we're bringing a lot of economic viability and a lot of happy memories into this state and all that economic viability and all those happy memories, they, they vote. So I want the government to understand that it's a good thing to support little towns like Kiama and, and all of our surrounding towns, Jamboree, uh, Jaroah, et etc Yeah.
0: It's 8.33, and I'm talking to Neil Riley. Neil, coming up very soon, it's the new election, mayoral election Well, process. thanks for
1: reminding me about that. <laughs> uh,
0: when is it? What does it involve? What will be happening? Um, how do you see that role?
1: Look, um, the, the structure of the thing is that uh, we have a, a, a mayor that is uh, elected by the councillors, and um, and i think that's a that's a good thing uh,
0: can i ask you sure. how, how many councillors do we have
1: we have nine councillors we do have including nine.
0: me and that includes you yes. okay and so everybody votes
1: everybody votes well although when i first became mayor uh, everybody voted except uh, councillor croxford who felt that he i don't know whether he thought <laughs> he thought that nobody was up to the game and no he said he didn't want to vote for any um, Mayor, who was either in a political party or was in the previous council. Right. And uh, uh, myself and Kathy Rice were the only ones who uh, were willing to stand... And uh, unfortunately for Cathy, she was both in a political party and of the previous council, um, which meant that uh, he would have had to uh, have compromised if he'd voted.
0: Oh, because it was just the two of you. Yes. And of
1: course, I'm not in a political party, but uh, I was in the previous council. Mm. Now, I I think that um, that was a poor choice on his behalf. He said it was a principled decision, which it was, Mm. but the principle was wrong. Uh, people elected him to make decisions, and the first decision that he had to make he said no i 'm not going to make it because i 'm not happy but uh, look he he has since come to uh, a different point of view, and I think he will vote in this election so the the election uh, was uh, was held uh, and even with uh, with uh, only uh, eight people voting. Uh, I got five uh, five votes, so right. that was uh, that was uh, uh, good for me. Um, and Catherine would have been equally as good a mayor as I am. I'm sure, probably
0: two years ago. So you've had two years in that's this right. in this position. So if I said to you, "What are your successes? What's not worked well? And what are the
1: learnings? What would you say?" Sure. Well, let's uh, let's start with the negative. Yeah, uh, things that haven't worked well. Mm. Um, we have had at this uh, election uh, held in uh, December uh, 21, uh, five new councillors, mm. and it's provided us with great diversity of age, of gender, of um, uh, political alignment and uh, and personality types. Um, that in itself is a good thing, but it's been very, very hard for those five councillors and some of the, uh, uh, you know, older hands, to come to grips with the enormous financial problems that council has been faced with. Um, And I'm talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars. Mm. Uh, The situation was absolutely not not overwhelming, but all-consuming. Every aspect of every decision that we made was was watched by the Office of Local Government, the Auditor-General, uh, the, uh, 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 the Minister, and everybody, everything that we did. So we had to make sure that we were moving clearly in a direction that was going to give us economic uh, success. And thankfully... Uh, we did that but in the meantime those councillors who had all sorts of hopes and dreams to change and uh, for, for the better in the most part to, uh, to, to to look at the way council operated and uh, how we uh, uh, engage with the community a lot of those dreams just never came to fruition because of the overwhelming uh, financial issues that faced mm. us and I think that we're we're paying a price for that in that a lot of councillors have not had a chance to really and truly spread their wings as councillors. This afternoon, uh, and we, we uh, sorry, having moved two years in, we can now see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it is not an oncoming train. We are there is one coming. At there the is one <laughs> coming. I can hear it, but it's going away from <laughs> it us. It is, yeah. But the uh, the the good thing is that we have had to make some incredibly hard and heart-wrenching decisions Mm
0: -hmm. about
1: the way council does business it's meant that we've lost a lot of staff uh, in you know uh, for one reason or another it means that we're going to have to lose and divest uh, ourselves of council business the um, aged care Mm -hmm. uh, section of uh, of of, of our business, um, we're still going to maintain a uh, part of that, and that is Terolong, and that's mm. that's going to be there. We've we've agreed to that, but the other has to go, and that's been heart wrenching, heart wrenching for the people who live there, heart wrenching for their relatives and so on, and and for the councillors. Uh, but we find that if we wanted it to stay there and survive and prosper, it was better run by someone who was more uh, better equipped mm. than we are. So that has meant that the decisions that a lot of councillors came to council to make have never had... The, they haven't had the chance to do that. And so it's created some division in council. Mm. Uh, and that's, you know, that's not unhealthy. It, it means that we have to think about things a little bit more carefully than just doing what we think, you mm. know, is, uh, is the right
0: thing. In, in your forecast, how how far ahead do you see the finances being
1: viable? and Look, we've got... Um, a ten-year financial plan, right? Uh, and uh, it's look. It is it is a plan. You mean you mm. know, looking into the future is is, yeah. is difficult. Uh, even looking into the past is difficult. Uh, everyone has a different perspective, but we we look at a ten-year financial plan. Uh, we also uh, have a very rigid budget situation. Now we have put uh, Blue Haven, Bonera, and today I think is the last day or it might have been yesterday but today is i think the last day uh for the tenders to go in for that sale oh is it yes oh. so that's going to be kind of exciting uh if uh if things work out the way that we have planned and uh this our, our strategy has uh, has been successful mm. uh by the end of this financial year if we are um if everything goes to plan and that's a that's a guesstimate everything has to yep. go to plan uh we will find that uh, we will be uh, back in the black
0: and so you're positive about the tenders coming in then
1: oh look i'm i'm very very confident about that have you got
0: have you got a number have you what's the interest looking like
1: oh i I have, they keep that well away from me because they know that people might be on the public radio and say, hey, Neil, how many people have tended? And I'll go, oh, no, I, I, I really I, okay, I have sorry. no idea. Okay. And, and uh, that's the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I might have a, you know, a great uncle who's involved in, in <laughs> aged care. I wish I did sometimes. <laughs> but um, the, the, I, I'm very confident of the success, and I'll tell you why. It's because we have had to learn an enormous amount in those two years, not only about finances, but about aged care. And so we've been looking at a lot of aged care facilities, how they're run, how they're operated, yeah. who the people are, how their boards operate, uh, how they, uh, how they um, uh, scale has a, a, a big uh, uh, role in whether they're successful or not. Mm. And we've made everything very, very public. I think if if anything that I'm annoyed about the past, it's that things have been kept too close to the chest. And what we've done is we've put our hands up and said, hey, look at me, we're we're in this situation, uh, but we've got a plan to get out of it. Mm. Uh, I've seen councils uh, like uh, Winter Carribee Council, Central Coast Council, where uh, their debt was uh, incredible, but they just ignored it. Mm. and they didn't talk about it we've done the opposite and that's why we're still here not only did we put our hands up and talk about it we said here's the plan to get it out get it, get us out of it and that's taken a while to put in place i mean you've got nine different people with mm. you know nine different ideas but 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 we're working as more like a board now than we have ever done
0: okay and so so those that's that's what what the difficulties have
1: been so what are your learnings Look, my my learnings, and I guess this comes from, to some extent, being the mayor. Mm. Being the mayor means that you don't have any more authority or less authority than any other councillor. You can't tell anybody what to do. But it is a full-time job. And as a full-time job, you get to observe and you get to learn and you get more and more information. I try and pass it on as much as I possibly can. But I really and truly understand better, being the mayor, the workings of the council, mm. uh, and I've seen such an enormous transformation in our council, with regard to the dedication and the professionalism of our staff. People have um, have, have risen through the ranks. To be terrific we've brought in new people that are absolutely stunning at what they do and I've seen a level of professionalism that is that would do any council in the world proud uh, and I've seen the way we work I know now that we have uh, a council full of very very dedicated people in in the elected council um, they're all they're all good people well motivated uh, and they are uh, even though they haven't had a chance I don't believe, to be counsellors in the in the full sense of the word, mm. uh, have a very very firm grasp on the way things work now, uh, and 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 that's that's to our uh, uh, our credit. The good things we mentioned earlier on the community strategic plan that wasn't developed in the back room by a couple of the fellas and you know oh well we'll do this and we'll say this and we'll mm. copy and paste from somewhere else. This was a dedicated operation. That involved the whole community. It involved um, a lot of the staff, particularly our con staff, who arranged uh, public uh, meetings. They arranged public workshops where people could, without fear or favour, write down what they thought. And we gathered all of these uh, these feelings up, and these feelings formed uh, our community strategic plan. I'm enormously proud of the way that, that has uh, that has worked. Um, I'm also proud of the way that. We know that the financial issues are becoming less of our um, our vision, and what we can do now is start to look to the future. And I know that councillors are already taking that future view.
0: And what does the future
1: of the council look like when we come out of this? Look, when we come out of this, uh, it will be a, a financial burden will be lifted. And if I can, maybe at the moment I'm using uh, 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 medical things <laughs> as, a, as a metaphor, but uh, but it it's it, it's like you've been a little bit ill for a while, and it's even if you're a little bit ill, you're not 100% right. Mm. But then when you get better, it's like a butterfly, it's like coming out of the the chrysalis. We can spread our wings. We can look at things that have taken a long time to uh, to come to fruition, and we can speed that time up. We can look at uh, at at the future planning. We can look at the way um, we deal with climate change in a, in a very serious and sensible way. We can look at short term rental accommodation. We can uh, we can. Um, investigate whether we can do what Byron Bay does, which is to uh, is to charge those people a little bit more uh, mm. to, to accommodate the extra infrastructure. Uh, during this process, we've become comfortable talking to ministers. Imagine if we were talking to them about the good things. Mm. Uh, I think that that's going to uh, benefit us in the, in the long run. We've got um, a good team of councillors, a wonderful team of staff... And I think some dreams that can come to fruition. People have wanted um, uh, better transport in the main street. They've wanted car parks uh, sort of just out of town with, with transport in there. Mm. We, we can do all sorts of things uh, once this, uh, this, this little illness mm. is, is over.
0: I remember reading in the Community Strategic Plan it talked about um, mental health and dementia and the youth yes will that be prioritized when looking it it already
1: is a priority despite all the problems that we've Mm. had uh uh, particularly uh uh, youth and and Mm. mental health that's always been forefront in our minds I say we talk to ministers. I've been speaking to the local federal member, uh, Fiona Phillips, before she was elected, well before she was elected, uh, and all the other candidates as well. Mm. And I said, we want a headspace here in Kiama. Mm. It's uh, it's no good going up to Wollongong or going down to Nara, The kids don't have that kind of transport. We want a headspace here. Yeah. And thank goodness uh, Fiona Phillips came good mm-hmm. and uh, uh, before she was elected said, $5 million for a headspace in Kiama. And I tell you what, I am so grateful that Fiona Phillips listened to the council and is putting that in, in place.
0: Do you know when that's going to Uh It'll begin. be
1: very early next year. Next they year. have uh, mm. announced a site, which is in Manning Street, which is good. Okay, uh, good. It's, uh, it's going to be... Uh, not hidden behind corners. It's going to to normalise mm-hmm. the whole idea of it. And I think it's a wonderful location that they've chosen for this. Um, but the main thing is that they've listened to us and they're doing uh, they're doing our bidding, and it's fabulous.
0: And because we've got an ageing population, I'm one of them. Dementia uh, and care for dementia patients. How does that feature in the plan?
1: Look, it 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 always uh, always will feature in our plan. Um, we will have, and uh, we, we do have now, a residential aged care facility that uh, that has the capacity to deal with, uh, with high levels of, uh, of dementia. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change. If we just said, oh, look, forget it, we'll get out of the business, that would be gone, but that's going to be here. And we are putting into the process of the sale um, stipulations that that will continue. Uh, I want to see uh, groups like DAGS continue, uh, yeah. they they uh, they do a fabulous uh, a fabulous job. Um, and there's a lot, as I said, the volunteer process that brings us back to the beginning of the conversation. Mm. There are a lot of volunteers with a lot of experience and a lot of carers who sometimes need a bit of care themselves. Um, i'm I'm very um, understanding. And I like to think informed with regard to aged care. My wife uh, is a nurse; she's been a nurse all her life. Mm. In the last uh, twenty years of her life, uh, she's become the head teacher of TAFE teaching aged care, and it's it's very uh, it's very close to uh, to my life. Um, I understand my father uh, developed uh, dementia, uh, and uh, I I know the anguish and the pain that comes with that, and sometimes. You just need someone who's been through it themselves to be able to help you get through mm. it, and that allows the person that you're caring for to mm. get through it. So, yeah, that that's never going to stop. I think it's time for some music. I think so. It's a bit light. <laughs> <laughs> While it may or may not be mornings right now, my time in the morning is 9am each Saturday on Kaima Community Radio when I attempt to mix an eclectic range of music Wrapped around movie reviews, motoring, motor racing and local news and events. A magazine programme for radio, if you like. Saturdays at 9am for mornings with me, Brian Warren.
0: And I'm talking to Neil Riley. Actually, we haven't got much time left, Neil. Um, but I have got a question. Sure. And this has come in this morning. Um, and what it says is there have been concerns raised recently in the community regarding the lack of a full-time operational police station in Kayama. While acknowledging that policing is the remit of the state government, are you aware of any changes or does council have any influence regarding this situation?
1: Look, uh, I am aware of it and uh, it has been a... Um a strong community issue for some time Uh, I have spoken to uh, Sergeant uh, Ben Walsh uh, of the uh, Illawarra Police Command about this Uh, Council does have a voice but we don't have the authority to be able to to sort of Mm -hmm. make it it happen. The police's um, uh, view is that it's better to have a lot of cars out on the road and a lot of uh, police on the beat so to speak rather than in the station. But I know that there is a sense of security and I know our uh, our population would feel, our community would feel better if they mm. knew that there was mm. 24-7 and we've got a police station uh, policing uh, in in Kiama. So I'd, I'd like to see that happen. Uh, I've raised it a number of times and it is uh, an issue of uh, funding and blah 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 but uh, I, I think that it uh, it's something that really and truly needs to be raised. Kiama has expressed their desire for this to happen and I would like to be able to to pass that on. I have regular meetings with uh, 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 Sergeant Ben Walsh. Uh, He is their community liaison uh, and I must say he has been terrific uh, in a number of areas, not all of which I can talk about, but quietly doing things in the background uh, to make it a little bit safer and a little bit more comfortable here in Kaiama. So while we don't have the authority, we certainly have a voice, and uh, I'll be I'll be raising the matter.
0: Great, uh, Neil. What have you got on for the rest of the week? What's coming
1: up at council? Sure. Well, look, uh, as I said this afternoon, I have a, uh, a meeting on teams with uh, with the minister for housing, water, and, and those sorts of things. Uh, that's going to be. Going to be good, and yep. I think that we'll have some uh, positive outcomes there. Uh, we have a workshop with uh, with all the councillors uh, tonight, uh, talking as I was before about um, moving from you know financial uh, insecurity to financial security. Yeah, um, we're going to have a look at our code of meeting practice. Uh, not that we want to change the code; it's just that uh, we all want to make sure that we have the same understanding of what the particular sections of the code means. And uh, I think that uh, it's very easy in the heat of debate to sort of lose track of really what it means to, uh, uh, to follow that code. If we don't have the same understanding of it, there's not much point. It's a bit like uh, everybody having a different view of uh, the way you play soccer. Uh, mm. oh, that's not a real goal. Uh, why not? Oh, well, the ball shouldn't be shaped like that, but it is. Oh, but I think it should be the other way, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, we will have a, uh, a, a, good, uh, a good go at making sure we understand that. Um, uh, Later on in the week, I've got a meeting with Chris Lacey. He's the Multicultural Communities Council of uh, of the Illawarra. Um, I think that's that's really important. That uh, as uh, as as our community grows and uh, it is growing, uh, we have a, a good handle on on different types of uh, of, of cultural mores. Uh, uh, I'm very interested, uh, for instance, in the Italian community. I, I although I'm kind of anglo-celtic is <laughs> far away from uh, italy as you can get but i'm uh, on the board of the italian social welfare organization and uh that's just just a wonderful organization that helps people with um uh, cald people which is uh uh, uh you know diverse uh, culture and and uh, culturally and linguistically diverse so i'm very interested in uh, in making sure that we Keep a, uh, a close association with those things as they develop. Um, I've got a, a couple of meetings, interestingly, with, uh, with, with staff, uh, and uh, I'll be sharing with them some of the, uh, the ideas that uh, other counsellors have, uh, have brought up. Um, it seems a pretty full week, but every week is, and that's what makes it great. Great. And I hope that you're going
0: to be well now. That sounds uh, like an instruction. You're going to continue your recovery.
1: Yes, Bunny. I will be well. (laughs) I will be well as the best.
0: (laughs) And Will you be coming back next week, or do you want to send one of your councillors?
1: Look, I'd be more than happy to send one of my councillors. Uh, I have uh, no issue at all with uh, with that, mm. uh, and uh, you know they may have even a, a different perspective uh, than than I do on on the on the hopes and dreams and and the bright future. But uh, please, uh, if uh, if you want to give me a week off, I'm only too happy to put my feet up and uh, <laughs> and, 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 and and listen to my fellow councillors. Well, you maybe want me to uh, to ask, or maybe, would you like to? Uh, maybe
0: we'll talk more in the week then and you can let me know you'll have a
1: chat and and let me know what you think sure look i think it's great and i think that they deserve to have a voice as much as i do
0: Fantastic, And it is now 9.02. And just to let people know um, that Wednesday, tomorrow, 4 to 5, you've got Blues with Tim Lancaster. Uh, Thursday, 2 to 4, it is Travel Books Life. And I'll let Carol let you know a little bit more about that in a moment. And I think she's got uh, a great guest this Thursday. She's got Kieran McKnight, owner of Wild Ginger. And they'll be talking all about his life, his career in hospitality and his food, fantastic Uh, Carol will be with you again tomorrow morning then on Friday we've got Aussie flavoured Stephen Burke exploring recordings and stories that make up the rich tapestry of Australian musical culture, so lots happening here in Kayama Community Radio, Uh, thank you so much Neil Riley, for coming in again this morning and giving us an update on Council, it's
1: been great It's been an absolute pleasure and I really welcome the opportunity
0: Thank you so much. And, uh, Kiana, it's a beautiful day outside. Have a wonderful day. For more KCR features, check out our catalogue of KCR podcasts at kcr.org.au.